Thank you for tuning in to Trinity Baptist Temple's podcast. I'm Pastor Kyle Dinsmore, and I pray today's sermon is a blessing to you as you continue to seek the Lord and follow His will for your life. If you have any questions, please feel free to contact us. God bless you. We are going to uh, move forward with our uh, study on the family. And so we're going to... everybody get notes this week? Nobody had to run and get them? Brother Robert? Good. Uh, So we're going to be talking about uh, wives tonight. (laughs) Um, Again, all you guys are like, yeah, that's all right. We got two messages for the guys. One message for the ladies, two for the guys. So, well, yes. So, um, and not that the, uh, the men are more important, um, but they need maybe more uh, preaching. I don't know. <laughs> no. no, we, uh, I'll say this too, you know, we, we've shared this uh, every, every time that we've done this with them too. Uh, as far as the kids' responsibility to the parents and the parents' responsibility to the kids. Um, and so all these things that we're going to talk tonight, uh, again, we're going to see specific things or responsibilities of wives, but uh, it all is based on commands for all Christians, uh, the foundation of it all. And so uh, I want to pray and then kind of look at that foundation briefly again, and then we'll get into that for the wives. So let's pray. Father, thank you for this time. Thank you for the blessings you give us and the opportunities we have had to uh, worship you already tonight in song and giving and prayer. And uh, Lord, tonight we, we don't want to just meet to meet. And we don't want to just uh, let this time pass us by without getting from you what you uh, want to give to us. Lord, what's in your word and what's important for us. Lord, realize that you've created the family. And it is such a powerful thing on this earth, God. We realize that when the family, when the husband, the wife, and the kids are all working in sync according to your will, Uh, that just uh, great things happen, Uh, you move things, uh, your will is accomplished in so many different ways. And so uh, we pray tonight uh, that you just use me as a vessel and that we'll receive from this what you want for us to have. In Jesus' name, amen. So again, um, I want to remind you, if you are not a wife, you can still take notes and uh, you can make sure and, and see these points as they are from the Word of God. So Uh, Again, the motive of all of our lives, this should be evident first in the home. So uh, we we said that with the kids, we said that with parents. Uh, The things that we see in Scripture, um, I think as Christians are commanded, should be first evident in the home. So when we say uh, all Christians are supposed to love one another as he's loved us, or all Christians are supposed to serve one another, um, that should be first seen and evidenced in the home. Uh, because if not, if you say, well, I don't, I don't love or I don't serve or I don't whatever in the home, but I do it at church or I do it with you know, people at uh, my job, I, I do it with people I don't know, I, I serve all the time, I, I, I'm, I'm real kind all the time, but it's not at home, uh, that is what we call hypocritical. Um, because hypocritical is from uh, the, the basis of the word is to put that mask on. And so uh, that's what we don't want in the home. That's what we don't want in the church. We want sincere followers of Christ who are living this out in the home first and then uh, outward from there. So 
John 13, 34, again, just briefly through these, a new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. And Jesus says, this is how everybody's going to know that you uh, are my disciples if you have love one for another. Matthew 22, when he was asked about what the greatest commandment of the law was, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and uh, thou shalt love the neighbor as thyself, is the second one. In 1 John chapter 7, Beloved, let us love one another, because love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. Um, and then, so we, we see this idea of love being the basis of all of our human relationships. Uh, again, it's, it's, what, it's why kids, again, I realize that kids grow and, and have, have to understand what love looks like. Um, so, Kids are supposed to respond to God's commands for them because of love. Uh, parents are supposed to respond to God's commands uh, for parents because of love. And tonight, as we look at wives, wives should respond to God's commands for them because of love. Again, it's the foundation of everything. Paul said, "If I, I can do all kinds of things, but if I don't have love, I'm nothing. And so again, you can even, wives, if you're a wife in here tonight, you can do all the things that we, we see in Scripture that God says this is what you're supposed to do if you're a wife. Uh, but if it's not from love, if it's not from the base of love, uh, then you're missing kind of the picture of it. You're missing, missing the whole picture, uh, I believe. And so, um, you know, every time I, I share this in premarital counseling or even in, in marital counseling, um, I, I, I say it over and over again uh, when we start talking about Scriptures. Uh, all the commands... All those directives, as I said earlier, uh, that God gives us as Christians should be seen in your relationship with your spouse first. So think about that for a second. If the Bible talks about our speech being with grace, if, if the Bible says that we're supposed to be slow to hear, which we'll see, see this tonight, uh, it, all those things should be experienced and seen and lived out in reality in our home with our spouse and with our kids and our family. Um, before it goes out to anybody else and so again it should be there i share this in in, in the conferences in, in premarital counseling as well the reason why sometimes that breaks down is because uh, we get comfortable right we get comfortable with ourselves we get comfortable in our home and um, we just start uh, letting down those uh, those responsibilities in our comfort i believe well I, we've been together for so many years we've we've we, we've been married for x amount of years uh, but just because of that, just because you're comfortable with them, does not mean that these scriptures still don't apply to your life and to your marriage. And so, again, we get comfortable and we stop sometimes giving the same fervor, the same passion to being who God's called us to be in the home first. Um, again, because of comfort or guards being down or whatever. Colossians chapter 3 Verse 1, if you then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sits on the right hand of God, set your affection on things above, not on things of earth. We just saw this recently as well. For you're dead, and your life is hid with Christ and God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall also appear with him in glory. Mortify, therefore, your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, and covetousness, which is idolatry. For which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience. In the which you also walked some time when you lived in them. But now also, you also put off all these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. Lie not to one another, seeing that you put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man, which is renewed in the knowledge of the image of him that created him, where there's neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision nor uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, bond nor free, but Christ is all and in all. Look, listen to what he says. Again, talking to Christians. 
Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. Remember what the, 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 the beginning and intro of, of this was? Every command that's given to us as Christians should be realized first in the home. It should be realized first in your relationship with your spouse and with your kids. It should be realized first there. That's what it is. We have to make sure that these things are evident in our own relationship with our spouse. But it goes on to say, and above all these things, put on charity, put on love, which is the bond of perfectness. I'm going to need you two to calm it down. Okay? Yeah, yeah. Got it? Yes? All right. Thank you. That's what happens. We mess around. Does this make it uncomfortable for y'all? No? Amen. Because if not, you're going to sit back there and you're going to sit somewhere else. Okay? All right. Thank you. So, above all these, put on charity, love, which is the bond of perfectness, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which you are called in one body, and be ye thankful. Listen to what it says. Let the word of Christ, word of God, dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Verse 17, And whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. Now I think that's such an interesting and important verse to, rec- to, to, to understand right before the next verse, right? Look at verse 17 again. Whatsoever you do, do all, in in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. Verse 18. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as, as it is fit in the Lord. So this is to be done as unto the Lord. This is to be done in word or deed, in all that you do, in the name of the Lord Jesus, and giving thanks to God and the Father by him. So these are the things, this is what the wife's supposed to do, giving thanks to God in submission to her husband, saying, you know what, I'm doing this as unto the Lord. I'm doing this because this is what God has called me to do. We have this misunderstanding, this, this, this skewed idea of what submission is today. I think for, for many different reasons. I think because of uh, the feminist movement, I think because of, um, and, and I'm, I'm all for um, equality and, 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 and all that kind of stuff, but I think there's a, been a perversion uh, in, in, in that, the loss of uh, right roles uh, for, for husbands and wives and for men and women, and, 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 and the reason why is because we see it in God's Word. Well, that movement, among other movements that are unbiblical, have completely messed up mindsets and lifestyles in our culture and uh, so there's nothing wrong for the woman to submit to her husband it doesn't make her less it doesn't make her um, less valuable it doesn't make her, uh, her her identity diminished it doesn't do any of those things when we understand what this submission is um, and so when you understand what the submission is then you can see why 17 says do all as unto the Lord do, do you know in word or deed Give your whole self to this because what, what a joy it is to be who God's called you to be even as a wife, as a, as a woman, or a, even as a husband or a man. I mean, this is a, an amazing opportunity to give ourselves wholly to the Lord in this. But this submission is a placing under the authority of. 
this is an acknowledgement that God has a design, that God has an order, that God has roles. And it's you saying, I am yielding myself, I'm placing myself under willingly in just the same fashion as when for salvation, I've placed my life under the lordship of Jesus Christ. And so it's a, it's a humbling of ourselves, uh, the, the submission is, it's a humbling of our lives, it's a surrender of ourselves. And again, when we do this for salvation, it's, it's with Jesus and, and we know he's the only one that can give us this. Again, placing ourselves under the, the lordship of him. That means that moving forward, under his lordship, he leads and we follow, period. That's the way it is. He leads, we follow. No point in time, because we're under his lordship, do we say, Jesus, you need to do this because I want you to do this. No, it's our responsibility under the lordship of Jesus Christ to find out what his will is and to follow that direction, to follow that lead. So this, when we see wives submit, to your, uh, submit yourselves to your own husbands, is the responsibility of the wife. So in this, it doesn't mean that the wife, okay, so what does that mean? Okay, so if this, the, the husband is the lead of the house, if he's the leader of the household, if God has given him that responsibility to lead that way, then I am supposed to submit to his direction regardless. Um, that means I don't say anything, I don't have any thoughts, I don't have any even spiritual insight. And I would say absolutely not. That doesn't mean that you don't have spiritual insight. It doesn't mean that you don't help spiritually. It doesn't mean um, any of those things. Of course the wife does. Of course women can offer that spiritual insight and that spiritual help and that spiritual encouragement and sometimes that that spiritual hey psh, what are you doing you know i don't think that's in the bible but i think that that happens you know i mean that psh part it's not a physical i said remember i said spiritual and that's not like a tongue lashing either like i need to qualify this now <laughs> No, he told me I could tell you how the cow eats. No, I, no, no, no. No, that's not what I said. It's done in a, in, a, in a very spiritual way. Lines up biblically, right? Gently with grace, seasoned with salt and love and kindness and meekness, all those things. There's a way that wives can offer that, that spiritual insight and even uh, that spiritual help and encouragement uh, that it doesn't have to feel like that you're wrong. I'm, I'm on your back. You know, I'm, 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 I'm getting on to you for something. It, it doesn't have to be like that. And so, um, and, and of course, uh, that, that's a, it's a beautiful thing. I'll say this, I'm so thankful for Rochelle's insight um, that she's given to me, she's given to our family, that she gives in ministry. I'm so thankful for that. Um, and so, again, it, it doesn't mean that uh, the wives don't have a, a vital role in that. But it does still mean that the wife submits um, to the husband's lead and it does mean this also that the husband therefore as the spiritual leader says as for me and my house we will serve the lord that's what the husband says the husband says that the husband lives that the husband leads in that that's what the husband does we are giving ourselves to the lord that's what we're doing we're, we're wholeheartedly following him and so as the wife says i am yielded to you I'm, I'm submitted to you. I'm placing myself under that authority. So what does that look like? Does it, does it look like, um, honey, do you feel like going to church today? Honey, do you, do you think that we should give a little bit to the church or not? 
hey, honey, do you think that we should help out? They're asking for people to help there. Do, honey, do you think that we should? Or does it, honey, I, I know that I need to be at church, but I mean, y'all can go ahead and go. There's an important game that I really need to watch. Y'all go ahead and go. I know you're serving in the back tonight, so I'll just stay here. And That's not the leadership that wives need. And more importantly, that's not the leadership that the Lord requires from men who say that they are under the lordship of Jesus Christ. I want to look at another place in 1 Peter chapter 2. It says, verse 18, Servants, be subject to your masters with all fear, not only with the good and gentle, but with all, also with the forward. Uh, for this is thankworthy if a man for conscience toward God endure grief, suffering wrongfully. For what glory is it if when you be buffeted for your faults, you shall take it patiently? So what, what's, what, is, what is noble, what's honorable, that if you do something wrong, that you get corrected for it? That's just the way it goes. You know, when you do something wrong, you get corrected. That's the way... Uh, that things go. But if when you do well, if you do what's right and then you suffer for it and you take that, push, that punishment and that suffering patiently, this is acceptable with God. For even hereunto were you called because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow in his steps. He did no sin. Neither was guile found in his mouth. Who when he was reviled, he reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not. But he committed himself to him that judges righteously, who his own self bear our sins and his own body on the tree that we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness by whose stripes you were healed, for you were sheep as gone, uh, for you were as sheep going astray, but now you turn, return to the shepherd and bishop of your souls. Now, that's such an important context, right? Uh, it gives the example of Christ being submitted, give the, the, the example of Christ uh, doing this, an example that he sets for us, goes right into the next chapter. Look at the next chapter, verse one, likewise, that word likewise is important. In the same manner, in the same way, wives, you wives, be in subjection to your own husbands, that if any obey not in the word, they also may, be, uh, may without the word be won by the conversation or the lifestyle, the conduct of the wives, while they behold your chaste conversation coupled with fear. So here's the, here's the example. Jesus Christ showed us an example of what it was to submit even in the face of difficulty, to submit even in the face of persecution and death. He didn't gripe, he didn't complain, he didn't revile, he didn't do any of those things, but he, he did what he was supposed to do in submission to the Father's will. He turns around and says, wives, in the same way, you, there may be not ideal circumstances. Maybe you're even married to a lost man. But your lifestyle, your conduct, your obedience to the Lord, and your submission to your husband can be what God uses to win them over. Then it goes on to say, whose adorning, let it not be that outward adorning of plating of hair and of wearing of gold or putting on of apparel, but let it be the hidden man of the heart in that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God of great price. For after this manner in the, old, uh, in the old time, the holy women also who trusted in God adorned themselves, being in subjection to their own husband. Even as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, whose daughters you are, as long as you do well and are not afraid with any amazement. So again, while the, the world's uh, idea is to prize costly clothing and, and, and gold jewelry, even in the context of the day that this was written, um, is, is wow, you have to, to put on, and that's what's most important. 
But the scripture tells us that a woman with a gentle and quiet spirit is precious to God. A gentle and quiet spirit. If you look back at the scripture, Peter didn't, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, didn't command women not to wear jewelry and nice clothes. He didn't say women are forbidden from doing this. But in the comparison that Christian wives should not think of their out of appearance as their source of genuine beauty or genuine value, worth to God. It's that ornament of a meek and quiet spirit. That's what God looks at and says, this is pleasing. He doesn't say, man, I knew I did well when I created you. But when you dress like that, you really, you really make my creation well, you know, make, uh, look really good. It, that's not what God, God looks at, that meek and that gentle spirit. He says, that's the woman that I can use. That's the woman that's pleasing to me. Likewise, verse 7, you husbands. So in the same manner, you husbands dwell with them according to knowledge. So with the same spirit of submission, with the same spirit of obedience, the same heart, dwell with them in, in, according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together, grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. So I think much of the spiritual life, much, much of the spiritual life is hindered by the improper dynamic that exists in the home. There's an improper dynamic that we see in culture today. And I think that's why spiritual life gets hindered. Or improper role keeping, if you will. If the husband and wife aren't being and doing what's commanded and what's necessary, then there's this spiritual blockage, Scripture says. We did a marriage seminar several years back entitled Guided by Grace or Guided uh, with Grace and uh, that was the theme, but that's the theme that should be the reality in all of our lives as Christians, period, but specifically and especially in the home, I believe. As I said in the very beginning, this should be demonstrated in the Christian home, this guiding by God's grace. Um, so what is grace? Grace is that undeserved merit. It's that unearned merit. It's that extension of a favor that was uh, not earned. And what it does is it enhances, it adds, it gives. Even when it seems, I would say especially when it seems, it was undeserved. That's, that's an interesting challenge for husband and wives, right? To give the grace, to give the favor with the right heart, even and especially when it's undeserved. Because our flesh, again, with, our, with our, our guards down and our comfort level at the highest with our spouse, um, it's so easy to not give grace. It's so easy to say, well, if, if you're not going to help me with this, or if, you're, if this is how our relationship's going to be, then fine. You know, we, we, we go to that level to where we, this, I, I'm going to repay you in a way that you don't like because this is how you're treating me in a way that I don't like. There's another thing that happens. We get into ruts in our marriages. And sometimes in those ruts, we, we find different things. Sometimes we find things like competition inside of marriage. A scorekeeping endeavor. The scorekeeping then becomes a battle. 
Marriage is a blessing from Almighty God. It's a blessing. And as I've said many times, that it's the first and, and most important of all institutions in social relationships. It's a gift. So I think that we need to realize the responsibilities and own them. But more than owning them, we need to embrace them in this sincere desire, just as it said, in the same manner that Christ did, and say, man, this is what I want to do because it's right and it's good. I was saying if we can't desire to fulfill our responsibilities in marriage, if it's something that you say, I hear what you're saying, but I'm just not there. We're just not there. I want to say to you tonight, you need to repent. You need to repent. That's just, and that's out of love. That's not, if you're not in a place where you say, I want to do what God's called me to do as a, as a wife. I want to do what God's called me to do as a husband because of this. Then, then you need to get straight, whatever need to get straight. Maybe there's hurt. Maybe y'all need to get counseling, whatever the case may be. But if you are in a rebellious spirit, say, I'm not going to do what God's called me to do. You need to repent. Be restored. And so I want to try to um, look tonight um, just that these four things that you have in your notes shouldn't be long uh, to go through these, but uh, I want to make sure that we, we get these. The first thing uh, that the wife must embrace in order to be the woman, the wife that God's called every wife to be, and every woman and wife that God will bless is this, love. Again, it's the foundation, it's the base. Uh, women and wife, wives here today, your goal should be, I want to love with excellence. I want to love with excellence but by love serve one another galatians 5 13 says galatians i mean ephesians chapter 5 verse 1 be there for followers of god and dear children and walk in love as christ also has loved us so imitate the love that christ had for us even and especially with your husband now that's the standard that's the president uh, the, the precedent but look look further down in in your text i think it's gonna be on the screen too verse 22 after this, walk in love as Christ loved us. Wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands. In verse 22. As unto the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject, subject to Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. See, why this is important is submission is an element of love. It's an element of love. When we love God, how, how easy it, is it for us to submit to his leadership in our lives. The more that you fall in love with the Lord, the more that you know him and, and, and love him, the more you want to do what he commands you to do. The more you want to do his will. And so when we look at the relationship of the, the wife with the husband, the more you love your husband, the greater zeal that you will have to, to submit to him. A lot of times it boils down to a love. We, we have a, a, a misunderstood, again, a cultural, culturally misunderstood idea of what love is. And when the scripture is full of examples and the greatest example of love. And again, it says, but by love serve one another. Christ came and gave his life. Uh, God so loved the world that he gave that's what love, love is an action word. It's not just a, it's not a, just a, only a romantic idea or romantic thought or anything like that. It, it encompasses that for a husband and wife, but it's also, it, it's action, it's service, it's giving, it's submitting, it's doing. 
So when you love your husbands rightly, submission to his leadership, especially, especially the spiritual leadership that he's providing well, should be providing well, should be a great desire to embrace and follow. The second thing is this, lend. Similar to what we said a while ago, we, we addressed it in Galatians 5, 13, but by love serve one another. Uh, this is what I would encourage you wives to, to ask yourselves uh, in, in, for your husband as far as your role uh, to submit to him as unto the Lord. What can I do to enhance the relationship? What can I do to help him? What can I do to enhance his role? What, what, what can I do to lift him up? A lot of times, again, because of what culture has done, even what examples we see sometimes on TV and in movies, women think that that is a bad thing to do. I think there's also been abuse and misuse of things and, and, and of power. And, of course, you've got bad examples of men and bad, you know, poor excuses for husbands and, and all those kind of things that skew things. But, man, if you've got a husband that's trying to, to live for the Lord, you've got a husband uh, that loves you well, you've got a, a husband uh, that all, man, what can I do to enhance the relationship? And I think that you can ask yourself a question on the backside, wives, as well. What am I giving to my husband with no expectation of return? And maybe there's things that you're doing around the house. Maybe there's things you're doing with the kids. Maybe there's things that, uh, you know, th there, there's things that are there. And you say, this is what I'm doing because I love him and I, and I want to serve him. And I, I want to enhance our relationship. I want to enhance our home. What am I giving with no expectation of return? At the end of it all, standing there before the Lord, there's not going to be a score that God's kept in marriage. He's not going to say, man, you really outdid your husband. <laughs> well done. You know. He's a lazy bum. You just kept going. God's not, he's not going to have a score like that. And so I would encourage you wives, don't keep score. If you are, if that's what's going on in your marriage, stop keeping score. Husbands will get to you, but I will tell you the same tonight even if you're a husband. Stop keeping score. It's, it's just, it's, it's an exhausting and a divisive and destructive thing in a marriage. You do what God has commanded you to do and called you to do because he says you're to do it. You give because he says it's good to give. It's not robotic. Especially not robotic when love is the motive. When you can grasp just a small understanding of the love that God has for us with a spiritual understanding, then you can love and you can serve. You can lend with a joy that, that you can't experience in any other relationship on earth other than the wife to your husband. Being the wife to your husband. So again, you serve because it's the right response of love. Wow. And it, it seems like there's been more of that. I'm not trying to like embarrass anybody, but it seems like there's been more of that lately, right? See? I'm saying. That's interesting. When you, when you stand before the Lord, there's going to be reward for doing what God's called you to do. If your husband is a bump on a log, wives, 
If that's what your husband is, say, yeah. Tell me, Brother Kyle. That's my husband. He's a bump on a log. He's going to answer for that before God. That's what he'll, if he's saved, that's what he'll give an account for. However, just because he doesn't do what you don't or what you want him to do, or he's not how you want him to be, doesn't mean that you don't do what you're called to do. And that's, that's hard. That's hard in any relationship. But especially whenever you're close to this person, you live with them, you're, you're the most intimate with this person. And all these things, it's, it's hard to say, yeah, but I, it feels like I'm the one that's doing all the time. And he never. Just keep doing what's right. Keep what's, again, we saw in Colossians chapter 3, verse 17, as unto the Lord. Be faithful to do what God's called you to do as a wife. Don't forget, ladies, we've got messages for guys coming up. Just be faithful. Third thing, listen. Uh, the third thing is listen. So women typically, amen, guys, go ahead and say it. Just guy, all guys, amen. 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 I'm, I promise you, I'm speaking for all men, and you can amen. Do it again, guys, amen. 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 Typically, women are better listeners than guys. Amen. <laughs> say the little girls even know. I believe that's one of the reasons why God created a woman as a helpmeet for the man. Because <laughs> guys struggle with certain things and women thrive in certain areas. Now, it's on the, it's on the flip side, right? Because the scripture tells us the, man, the husband doesn't have the power except for the wife and the wife doesn't have the power except for the husband. I mean, it's a complementary relationship. It's a, it's, a, it's a one flesh we have a complete strength when we are uh, fulfilling our roles and stuff. Again, uh, where, where, where I'm weak, she's strong. Where she's weak, I'm strong. I mean, that's just the reality. We've got the difference in the makeup, both in the, the physical nature that God has created a man and a woman, but also in, in all the interest, intri- intricacies of the male and the female and husband and wife. And so um, I think maybe God said, I know that men in their fallen nature aren't going to listen very well. So I'm going to make a woman a better listener than him. Uh, I've shared this before, um, but I want to talk about this. In James chapter 1, verse 19, um, because it's so important. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man and every person be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. Because the wrath of man doesn't work the righteousness of God. So this should be, again, first, seen and experienced and lived out in the home. Every person should be swift to hear, slow, slow to say something, and slow to get angry. Now, that can be a difficult thing for the ladies, because you can say, I, I got the listening part down. I, I listen way better than my husband. But there's also something that you do way better than your husband, probably. And that is talk. And feel. And emote. So that 
Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. I don't know what you said, but that's what I mean. No, <laughs> no it, that's, that's the challenge often for ladies um, is, uh, in, you know, the, the brain for the ladies many times is working. And the guys are like. And so before we can even gather how we even think that we're feeling, let alone how we're actually feeling, you've already let us know all of your feelings and how we should feel as well, and then revisited how you feel again before we can even have the thought of what our feelings actually feel like. And so that's sometimes the blank stare you have. Because our guy up there is really trying to catch up, but he's winded. I mean, he's winded, and he can't get a hold of what's going on. So it's important for ladies to remember to be very quick to hear, but very slow to speak. That doesn't mean that you draw out the words. Brother Kyle said, be slow to speak. So I'm going to tell you how you are wrong. <laughs> no, I like that. Slow to speak and slow to wrath. You are no doubt wired in a very special and unique way, and you can feel things, honestly, times that, that men don't feel. Like, we just don't pick up on it. We don't have that, that emotional um, capacity and strength that y'all have for relationships in, in the ways that you do. Um, and so there's, there's things that men uh, really do struggle with um, as far as expressing how we feel and, 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 and feeling certain things. Like, uh, you know, a lot of times ladies will want men to feel certain things, and we're just not there. They, don't blame your husband because he's not wired the same way that you are, and he's not feeling something that you're feeling the same exact way. And so that, that's hard sometimes to, to grab hold of that, um, but that's just the reality. And so... It's important for you ladies to, to grab hold of this as well. I mean, again, this is a command for everybody. So men can be just as hot-headed, uh, and, and they can blow their tops, and they can, get, uh, they can say things and just blurt out uh, of their mouth hurtful things to their wives, um, and they can be quick to speak as well. Uh, it applies just as much to the man it does to the woman. I'm just sharing with the ladies that it's important for you uh, in, in the quick processing that you go through with your emotions sometimes uh, to make sure that you don't react in that emotion uh, because it's so important uh, for you to be a good listener uh, as well. Because you know, when we say something, you better be listening because it may be rare if we're going to share a feeling or something that is important to us. It may come around once a year, may not come around very often, but it's important for you to listen. Um, Proverbs 10, verse 19, In the multitude of the words there wanteth not sin, so there's not a lack of sin in a whole bunch of words. The more you talk, the more chances of sin there is. But he that refraineth his lips is wise. So maybe you're getting into, maybe you're frustrated and you feel like, I'm just going to let them have it, I'm just going to tell them how, you know, all this kind of stuff. But maybe pray about it. Consider the words you say and how you say them. Um, you know, is this necessary for me to say 
is it necessary for me to say right now? You know, um, and it goes on to say the tongue of the, of the just is as choice silver, the heart of the wicked is uh, little worth. Again, God's given you a wonderful gift, ladies, wives, to be good listeners, uh, good connectors, good talkers, most, for the most part. Some, maybe there's ladies in here like, not me. Mm-mm. I don't connect well and I don't talk well. I, I'm not like that at all. That, that, that's all right. But you still are made in a unique way. Um, and if you're married, uh, you know there comes a time that speaking is necessary. Uh, but just remember this. Be quick to listen and slow to speak. Uh, I would also encourage you not just to listen to your husband, but more importantly than that, to be one that listens to the voice of the Lord. As a wife, be one that is prone every day to listen to the voice of the Lord. Absolutely listen to the spiritual leadership of your husband. Absolutely listen to your husband. Learn him. Learn how to, to serve and to, and to give and to, and to do those things that we talked about. Find out his needs. Find out his desires. Find out those things and find joy in fulfilling those things. And follow that spiritual example. I'll say this. Husbands, this puts a huge, huge weight on us. You know, you're thinking, Brother Kyle, you're not helping me. You're supposed to be preaching about the wives. No, this puts a huge responsibility on us. But I'll promise you this, guys. If you're, if you're a husband in here tonight and you will love the Lord with every fiber of your being or try to, and you will seek after his heart, and you will in sincerity try to lead your family like that, I promise you have opened the door for your wife to do these things with so much more joy and so much more um, efficiency and, and uh, efficacy, you know, more, more effective ways. And so it's so important for us husbands to say, you know what, I'm going to try to love God with everything. I'm going to try, you know what, as for me and my house, I'm putting God first, no questions asked. We are, I'm going to seek God's face, and I'm going to try to lead my family and lead my home like that. When the husband takes his responsibility seriously, the spiritual responses, uh, responsibilities seriously, uh, then man, it really enhances the wife's uh, role to submit and to follow that leadership. Uh, if that's not what you're experiencing right now in your marriage, uh, then husbands, I would challenge you tonight. Man, that's on you. That's on you. And see if things don't change in your marriage for the better, enhanced-wise. And so... Uh, in every, every facet of your marriage. Um, learn. Learn is the fourth one, and we'll be done. First um, Corinthians chapter 14, verse 35, and if they learn anything, let them ask their husbands at home, for uh, it is a shame for women to speak in the church. It doesn't mean that you ladies can't do that, but uh, there, is a, um, there is a place, uh, and it doesn't mean this. You can absolutely learn um, from pastors and teachers, that's the church, that's normal, that's right. You can learn from other ladies, 100%. But this gives reference to order in the church, the way that things should be done, first of all. Uh, secondly, uh, the nature of the intimacy in the relationship with your husband. If your husband is seeking after God's heart and following after the Lord's ways, and he is intimate with the Lord, then you should be able to talk to him first. You should be able to say, hey, I was praying about this. Hey, I was thinking about this. Again, doesn't mean that you can't go to your Sunday school teacher. Doesn't mean that you can't go to another uh, lady mentor or lady friend. Doesn't mean that you can't come to a pastor. All those things. But you should have the kind of relationship 
that you can learn from your husband. Again, husbands, this puts a huge weight on us to love the Lord and to learn of the Lord ourselves. Be a wise learner, ladies. Be a wise learner. Similar to listening, there's a lot of wives that uh, speak so much that foolishness defines their life. Again, be a good listener and a wise learner. Proverbs 1.5, a wise man will hear and increase in learning. A man of understanding shall attain into wise counsels. Again, listen to the right things. Uh, there's TV shows out there that pull ladies in. There are blogs and there are social media things and there are things that pull ladies in. Man, don't have any greater influence in your life, ladies, than the Lord himself. Proverbs 9, 9, give instruction to a wise man, he'll yet be wiser. Teach a just man and he'll increase in learning. Tonight, I hope that this is an encouragement, maybe a challenge to you wives, a, re a reminder for all of us, some challenges for the husbands. Uh, man, there's a great blessing in marriage that God has given, an amazing blessing. Uh, if you're not experiencing an absolutely fulfilled marriage right now, um, then something's got to be fixed. And, and maybe it's hurt. Maybe it's a trial. Maybe something's going on. And you're like, man, that's why we're, you know, you'll make it through that. It's all right. But don't let it be because you're not fulfilling what God's called you to fulfill. Don't, don't not experience the greatest relationship on this earth because it's an unwillingness or a disobedience or rebellion or a lack or, a, or, or you not giving effort to what God has called you to be as a wife. And then, of course, for us as husbands. So um, tonight, I just want to uh, offer up uh, the altar. Maybe you want to pray with your spouse. Maybe you want to pray, maybe your wife, you, you wives, say, you know, I need to talk to God myself. Uh, maybe husbands want to pray. Uh, maybe you want to pray in your seat. Maybe not at all. Just however the Lord moves you. Um, I, I want to encourage you to respond. So let's pray, and we'll do that. Father, thank you for this time. Thank you again for this reminder and this encouragement. Uh, Lord, I, I want to thank you for my wife. And I want to thank you for all the wives in here, Lord, as we see uh, the wives and, and, and the ladies in this church um, doing so much, serving and, and enhancing this church in so many different ways uh, with their love and their care for one another, uh, their, their service and ministry, um, just so many things. God, we're so thankful uh, that you have given us this role of wife uh, for, for us men to experience and... Um, Lord, I pray for our wives. I pray that every woman in here that is a, is a wife, that she'll have heard your word and will have embraced it. And maybe, maybe there, we have a ton of ladies in here that are already doing all these things and they're giving themselves wholly to do these things. I pray that tonight maybe they were just encouraged to keep on doing those things, to, to continue to get stronger uh, in these areas um, as they're, they're trying to do this already. Um, but Lord, I, I lift them up. I lift up our, our husbands, our men. Lord, that, that every single husband in this room will be that spiritual leader you've called us to be. Uh, more in love with you than anything else. Lord, I pray for our single ladies in here. Lord, whether they uh, are, are widowed or whether they're single, um, God, maybe they, there's some that are content with being unmarried. Maybe there are some that desire to be married. Uh, maybe, the, I know we have young girls in here. Um, Lord, all those, Lord, I just pray for your will uh, in their lives uh, concerning relationships and husbands. Lord, I know that the little girls we have in here, if, if, if it's your will for them to be married one day when they're old enough, that they'll marry a man that is so in love with you uh, that that would be the number one quality they look at is, is a man that is after your heart. Uh, 
And um, Lord, I pray that you'll just move now in this invitation, and we'll praise you for it all in Jesus' name.